We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in the ex's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. Welcome back to another edition of the Rock Doll Report Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Season Ticket Holder Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger. What a bye week. You had more energy there than the show we just recorded. <laughs> this is what happens. See, and this we're not even previewing or reviewing anything. I ramp up. I ramp up. Now, it may or may not be the nine Montuckies I've had. I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. We'll see. Chris, what a bye week. I don't know. What did you do with your week away from... Oh, that's right. I work. You work. Oh, was work at least good because you didn't have to run back to the break room to check, like, oh my God, what's going on with the game? Uh, no, um, we were down. We were down Sunday. We were down. I didn't have to do my job from now. My Sunday is seven to seven. I didn't have to do my job from nine till three because nothing was getting made because (laughs) we were out of the main ingredient that we use to make what we make. Does that not concern you? Do you work in an industry where you're like, hey, we do a job and we need things and product in order to serve, and you just run out of it? I don't know. Talk to me about the supply chain. <laughs> oh, I, I listen. <laughs> As a guy who works in manufacturing, I can tell you. it. No, it's a bitch. Yeah, it is. And but so, also. So I was doing, I had to do other mundane, boring shit. So I wasted most of my Sunday. 
What about the bad beats? I mean, the lock pile, as Mark Smith calls it, hasn't exactly gone well, huh? <laughs> That's just the one pick that I give him. It's not. I mean, I did have that. Folks, I had Cincinnati in my parlay this week, and that they SMU backdoor covered. <laughs> that was the first. <laughs> that was the first game of my three pack, and then it. Uh, then then you the pushed your own bet. Then the other two hit. UTEP won on a last-second field goal. They were home underdogs. I had them on the money line. And then the gift that keeps on giving is these people that set the goddamn lines are like, oh, Mike Gundy, they're not going to get four touchdowns. <laughs> it's like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Oklahoma, you, Oklahoma State, under over under 27.5 points. Get the fuck out of here. So here's my question. Why wouldn't you just take all the money that you would like spread around to these other teams and just triple your bet on this one thing you feel really confident about and just make money? I bet 40 bucks a parlay. Okay. But so you run a parlay on three things that you think will happen chasing $400. Yeah. When in reality, you could just bet a hundred dollars on the or two hundred dollars on the thing that you're like. I'm super confident about this one thing. I'm not that confident in betting. <laughs> See, Kristen, this is why. This is where I had to quit sports betting because my my I one thing it. I was super confident on would always hit, and so I'd cha- I'd be like, oh well, then I'll, I'll increase my buy the next time I'm this confident on something, and then I'd ride it for a few weeks, betting heavy. And then my my nut would grow and it would grow and it would grow. And eventually I'd get to a point where I got real cocky. And that's how I lost $4,100 in a single bet. That's because you were being an idiot (laughs) and betting on hockey. Because I I drank my own Kool-Aid. Much like how we were joking earlier when we were recording that Russell Wilson, like, you you read some of the stuff about him in the tabloids. Not even tabloids. They say this like it's TMZ. He's out there voluntarily doing interviews where he talks about how nah, I can master my own body's pooping. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get to a point where I only have to take one poop a week. Why? That extra poop is going to float around inside of me and give me extra padding when I get hit. All right. Uh you he said that. That's a that's a quote. There it exists out there go find it online. I wish I could take like my own advice that I tell other people at work cuz there's other gamblers yeah, you give that, people advice and it works for them doesn't it no, no like there's a guy at work that he is the he's the, i guess would be like the sucker okay he's a mark yeah so it's like the uh what was it the packers and patriots game this year like he took the packers yeah but it was like eight and a half i'm like and i he stayed over because he works the overnight shift and i was like I was like, hey, did you do something dumb, like take Buccaneers minus 11 against the Panthers? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, no, but they should beat them easily. I go, they're not going to cover 11 and a half. <laughs> you play the, I believe if you're going to play that game, you play the Panthers. Yeah. And then I was like, you know the other. Because 11 and a half points in the NFL is crazy. And then the other Unless game. Unless you're talking about the Buffalo Bills. And the other game that I told him about that I was, I was like, I was like, what do you think about Seahawks and Chargers? And he was like, oh, that would be the Chargers all day. I'm like, no, Seahawks are going to win that game. And I, I had that game in my in my pool. There's, I'm in a pool with 49 other people. Just pick all the winners straight up. Total score Monday Night Football tiebreaker. I got four wrong. 
Like everybody, one person, one guy that I got into the into the pool at work, only one to pick the Panthers to win <laughs> over the Bucks. <laughs> but he he didn't win the overall pool because he had, I think he had three wrong. Ah. Somebody somebody had. There are people that had three wrong that uh that won because they won on tiebreaker. You and your gambling. Now that I'm reformed, it's just a it's just a focus of mine. Like it's yeah. it's, it's the, a curiosity. The, the one thing that I don't like with like the apps because mm-hmm. I got to go to. I mean, I'll, I'll go to the casino to begin with, but that I don't find within the apps, or maybe I'm doing it wrong, is the team totals. I've dominated team total over-unders for teams. That's how I won my first parlay two weeks ago. Because I had find them not on the not on the apps. So that's why oh. I, I go to I'm like that's why you drive down there and hit the, the kiosk. The kiosk is like no more than ten minutes. It's like well, I got like a hundred games to go through to to press and find <laughs> team total. Like so the the I won two weeks ago. I had three overs for team totals. And then a spread, the Clemson FSU spread. I had Clemson three and a half, and then it was Oklahoma State over thirty one and a half. They sm- they smashed that. They were, but also took overtime to get there. Mm-hmm. Kansas against Oklahoma was twenty six and a half, and it's like the way Kansas runs their offense plus Oklahoma's defense. There's no way that Kansas goes under 20. They scored like 42. They almost doubled it. And then the other one I had was uh, 34 and a half Ole Miss over Auburn. And they smashed that. They got 48. Look at you. Just learning and yet still losing. I love it. So what I love was that people for me, people were laughing because I had to go to the Great Pumpkin Farm with my wife and kids this weekend. I know Terry White from Britain didn't understand it. He was actually telling us, he's like, you just go to your grocery store and buy a pumpkin. Why would you go to a field? And I had to explain to him, it's a carnival and there's things and there's beer and there's rides for the kids and a corn maze and it's a whole thing. And he just couldn't wrap his head around it because this sounds stupid. Yes. But you go and you do it because women and children love it and you as an adult man who... Listen, if you put a beer in my hand, I'll do almost anything. I'll go to the Great Pumpkin Farm and walk around with the beer. Like, it doesn't sound like the worst time, does it? It does. Well, so I felt better because Jack, my son, he's not paying attention. He's talking to me over his shoulder while he's walking, and I'm paying attention to him. I'm not looking where he's walking. And he cuts off this guy who's walking away from, the as we're heading to, the fresh donut and cider stand. And as I'm pushing a double stroller, which I don't know if any of you out there have had to navigate a double stroller, but it's not great. <laughs> like They're hard to navigate. And I'm also not paying attention to the people around me because right now me and my kid are the only two people in the universe who exist. What's the thing about apples falling from trees? <laughs> my son, he's just like, oh, I'm talking to dad. Nothing else matters. Me, you, we're oh, walking. It, I'll bump it, into people. It's fine. Is it the... Shit apple doesn't fall far from the shit tree. All right, Mr. Leahy. <laughs> All right, Mr. Leahy, you better lay off the sauce. Ugh. We both bump into this guy with a stroller. Jack walks in front of him. I hit him with the stroller. The guy starts apologizing to my kid and turns and looks at me. It's Bill Center Mitch Morse. <laughs> 
It's, and also, it was like running into that guy with a stroller. It was jarring because it was like hitting a brick wall. Did you line up against him? <laughs> no. Three, did you three point him? No. It was actually really funny. I looked at him and I just kind of gave him a oh, Sorry about that, Mitch. And he kind of threw me a look like, oh, shit, this guy knows who I am. And instead of saying, I didn't say anything. I just gave him a head nod and just grabbed my kid. And he was like, hey, buddy, yeah, talking to my son. And I was just like, hey, hey, Mitch, sorry about that. We walked away. The experience made me feel good for a couple of reasons. First of all, and primarily, this guy's a millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. He's a pro athlete with a gorgeous wife, a house double the size of mine. Also, most likely has an in-ground pool. Has an in-ground pool and has an incredible amount of free time compared to me. Just a working class stiff. And yet even he had to suck it up, strap his kid in the carrier, and take him to the pumpkin farm. He had to do the same thing I had to do. And I'll be honest with you, it, it wasn't that bad of a time. You go to the Great Pumpkin Farm with little kids, it's a whole different ballgame than getting dragged there by a girlfriend or just by some yeah, angsty person. Like, you, you go with kids and you watch the kids have fun, and it's a blast. But here's this guy who, Chris, at every level of society, he's more acceptable to me. He got yeah. sucked into this, too. Yeah. All right. It would have been better if you just like immediately went, hey, oh, hey, Mitch, check out my ape index. (laughs) (laughs) Just just shot him. Didn't even say anything. Just bull rushed him to see what he can do in real time. (laughs) It also reaffirmed for me that I have zero fanboy when it comes to pro athletes. And it's for that exact reason, right? Like. This dude had to come to a pumpkin farm. It's his bye week. Chris, he could be anywhere. He's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He's at the Great Pumpkin Farm with a baby strapped. He could him. buy the grocery store that buys the pumpkins, yeah. just like what Terry said. Exactly. You get him at the grocery store. Yeah, he could buy that grocery store, and instead he's stuck there with me eating apple and pumpkin-flavored donuts and drinking overpriced cider. Why? Because it's something we all get sucked into. It also reaffirmed that I don't have any fanboy because I see them like that. Now, it's something I learned from my father, which led to me growing up hanging around Bills players like it wasn't a big deal. And hopefully that's a thing I can pass down to my son, that athletes aren't to be deified because realistically, they're just men and women with cooler jobs than ours. I mean, there's there are differences. (laughs) They're kind of forced to behave a little bit. Although I wouldn't even say that if you read the news or pay attention to anything that's going on. But realistically, don't deify these guys. They're just people. People with a cooler job than you and I have on a day-to-day basis. Even if you love what they do on a football field, they're by and large just, just guys being dudes. Especially here in this city, and particularly on this iteration of the Buffalo Bills. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And just speaking of guys being dudes, we bring in... Long-time Bill's long snapper, Reed Ferguson. Reed, how you doing tonight? What's up, fellas? Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the uh, the intro. How many how many times have I been on the podcast? I've enough. I double know. digits? Are we double? I think digits? you're double digits at this point. I think everybody kind of knows. Like, I think if I was putting the over under on it, I'd put it at eight and a half. I, I I think it's double digits, and Chris and I were gambling earlier yeah. during a pod, so I, I'm willing to gamble on this. Might, I think it's might double be, digits. Might be over. You would take over eight and a half. I think over eight and a half. Over eight and a half, and does that include the time that Reed would sit at the kitchen table <laughs> and no, not and that doesn't not be a part of it? He and would just, just eat sit macaroni there and, and cheese from Wegmans because he couldn't yeah. cook, and hey, he's just like, well, we had uh, mac- Wegmans mac and cheese tonight for dinner with meatloaf. <laughs> It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, Erica bought it, though. I didn't buy it. Guys, co-host of the After the Snap podcast with his brother Blake Ferguson, long snapper for the Miami Dolphins, long-suffering Yankees fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Produced by me. Produced by Chris yes, Kruger. produced by producer Chris. The guy occasionally snaps a football and runs around tackling people for the Buffalo Bills. Although, you're still looking for that first tackle of 2022, huh? I am. <laughs> I, well, I mean, when you punt 1.8 times a game, you, your your chances are few and far between. Let me ask you this: so, in games that where we don't punt, do you still get a full game check? <laughs> oh man, yes, I do, and it's even sweeter. It is even sweeter. Uh, I guess my Sam first... would tell you the same thing. I think. I'm sure. I'm sure Sam's loving it. I'm sure he's looking over at the Broncos, going, "Man, <laughs> I think they've I think they've tripled us up on punts so far this I, season." I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know you guys are last in the NFL or lowest I, I in the NFL it. punts. I believe it, especially with the bye week. Yeah. First of all, can I get a go Yankees? Like a really emphatic one. Go Yankees. <laughs> That's as emphatic as I'm getting after what just happened last week. That was a disaster. I hate baseball, but I love when the Yankees I'll talk lose. If you want to talk Yankees, I'll talk Yankees for about, you've got about 45 seconds. I'll talk Yankees. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Did you get dragged out to the Great Pumpkin Farm this year? I, I did not. All right. Uh, we, I, I will say, I, is it is it too late? You can still go in November. Oh, you can. No, I think it closes as of Halloween. Well, that's kind of lame because it's like a fall thing. Right, I think it's geared towards buying pumpkins for Halloween, though. Oh, okay. No, we didn't go. We were no. We we jetted out for the bye week for a few days, and then well, it's came funny. I texted you. I texted you. I was like, I I actually just physically ran into Mitch Moore. <laughs> like yeah. it was one of the It's he he's a great dude. That's my guy, and that's hilarious. That's my uh, doppelganger. 
you two do have the beards. The bald yeah, guys with beards. We get beards. mistaken all the time. I don't Actually, know how. I, he, I get mistaken. Yeah, I was going to say he he outweighs you by like 100 pounds. Well, and people don't know. They're like, oh, yeah, you're the center for the Bills. I'm like, at 2.30? No, I don't think so. I, I still remember the night we were sitting at Duff's and that waitress thought that you were Andrew Luck. She was like, you look like a player yeah. I know. And I saw the look on your face because you don't like being recognized. Like, I get that too often. And she goes, you're... You it's Morse and Andrew Luck. <laughs> Unbelievable. So before we get into the nitty gritty, you've got an event coming up over at First Line Brewing. Uh, yes. A whopping 11 minutes from my new house. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Veterans <laughs> Barbecue? Yes. Uh, it's the um, Thank a Vet Barbecue uh, with Reed Ferguson. I think is the official uh, headline name. Um, but uh, so I, d- I did a little event last year. Um, we had a pretty good turnout. Uh, kind of the same thing. Didn't really have a ton of preparation or anything. Um, but it was kind of along similar lines. Having veterans come to first line, I would take care of a drink and an appetizer for them. Thank you. Have some, you know. Yeah. Uh, meet some of the local community. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year I wanted to, you know, I was, we had a more of a head start, wanted to get the team involved, uh, wanted to get uh, Veterans One Stop Center involved. Um, First Line obviously is a little more involved this year as well. They are doing, uh, they're partnering with um, another local brewery. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, um, but they are uh, – collabing on a new beer uh and they'll be debuting those cans uh their their can art is like a big thing for them um so they'll be debuting those cans and selling them their it's called the 11th hour beer uh which has a little bit of a historical meaning to it um but yeah no it's it's uh i'm looking forward to it it's on it's the day before the vikings game uh saturday november 12th from noon to 3 p.m at first line brewing um, veterans can come out, get a free beer, get some free barbecue. I've got uh, our guy Drew, uh, uh, Freddy Buffalo mm-hmm. Freddy. Dan is coming out to do the barbecue with his big smoker, um, so he's taking care of that, and it's it's going to be great. It's going to be a nice nice chance to meet a lot of the local veterans and local people in the community. This is what I love about you. You're just a dude. You're just like, this seems like a cool thing I could get into. Let's steer right into it. Let's make it happen for some people. Kind of. Br- so, obviously, like the last time we had you on this podcast, we talked about goals for 2022. Now, obviously, you're not doing so hot in the get more tackles category. You're actually. <laughs> you're actually. Some- Which I'm perfectly fine with. No, <laughs> please put that in the notes. I bet you are. But you did net your first game-winning field goal snap as time is expiring. Well, second, but the first one of the season and also the first one in a while. Like the first one where it's like, oh, man, this is – now, first of all, congratulatory congratulatory Montucky toast. If I had a beer. Got to raise a glass uh, for you. Is that that the new uh, sponsor of the podcast? That's the new sponsor of the podcast, Montucky Cold Snacks. I love where they, it. Where are they from? Are they local? Uh, California. California. The, 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 they are the official, unofficial beer of Montana, but they are the official beer of the Rockpile Report. That's fantastic. You know what we're gonna do? You know what we're gonna do with you? Probably in the off season, we'll do a, a segment. Get them some pit vipers. Well, yeah, I, they did. Montucky did send Drew and I pit vipers. 
Oh, that's superb. Yeah, but we will we will collab. I can't believe I haven't seen this picture yet. Oh, it's on Instagram. Oh, okay, I'll go. You have it to out. go to my Instagram, but we will collab on a segment with you called Montucky Cold Snaps. We'll okay. talk about cold takes. It'll be fun. Uh, yeah, we'll I'm game we'll, for that. We'll work on that for the offseason. Here's a question: In those moments, that Baltimore game, because I, I texted you afterwards, and I was like, "You have yes. ice in your veins." In those moments when you're watching the play and you're watching everything develop and you go, hey, they're not trying to score here. They're actually going to let this thing go down to the wire and they just trust me to go in there and ice this thing. And you're talking to T-Bass and you're talking to Sam like, guys, we're going to go seal this thing right now. <laughs> yep. Is it anxiety or is it excitement? Um, definitely excitement. Um, I think because we've practiced so many times, it's uh, muscle memory at that point. So... Um, <laughs> It was, you know, I was glad we were able to get a chance uh, and glad offense was able to give us a shot down there. So close, too. I mean, that's a. (laughs) Well, that's it. It's almost almost a a gimme. But at the same time, there's nerves, or at least as the casual observer, I go, man, nerves. I'd be nervous. But then I, oh, this is what he does. This is where Reed makes his money, is because he's the guy with ice in his veins. I love it. So when you look at the 2022 Buffalo Bills through seven weeks, you guys are on top of the AFCs with a 5-1 record. Makes the fifth time in six years the Bills won five or more games to start a season. But under, at least under Sean McDermott, as long as you've been on the roster. But no two seasons are the same. Things are different every year. You've got some different dynamics going on. And Chris and I can sit here and, I don't know, bloviate about all the ways they're different. But it's interesting to hear it from behind the scenes. So... When you walk in there and you're sharing a locker room with at least one guy, at least one, maybe two or three guys who you know are going to be wearing a gold jacket at some point, does it have a different feel to it than it did in the past? Um, Good question. That is a good question. I would say um, the, the general locker room feel is um, pretty similar week to week, day to day across Mm -hmm. the past couple seasons. Um, And I say that just because of the guys that are in the locker room. There's, there's a large core of the team as, as you know, that has been here for a couple years now, past three or four years. Um, I would say adding uh, Vaughn and even before that, adding some of the superstar guys like Diggs and, and, you know, big time names. Um, I would say the thing that changes is the the interactions that you have with those guys. It feels different to see see those guys feed into the younger guys in their room. Okay. You know, you're you're seeing Vaughn. I mean, you guys saw it in our training camp. You, mm-hmm. You're seeing Vaughn uh, feed into Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham and AJ Epinesa and showing them Vaughn, Vaughn's showing them his tricks of the trade. And you just, you're just like, okay, well, I've never, that's new. It's like new. This that's... guy is probably definitely going to the Hall of Fame. And you kind of just sit back and, like, I just kind of sit back and observe. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, how many guys can say that they played with somebody who's going to the Hall of Fame? Um, but at the same time, understanding that he he wanted to come here to ultimately win, try and win a Super Bowl, right? Like that's the ultimate goal. So 
and that's been the goal to, you know since we got here so that's that's where i you know the individual the individual uh what's the word i'm trying to think of meetings when yeah interactions interactions, yeah. interactions. uh the, in, the individual interactions um change a little bit when you add guys like that because they're just they have an aura about them oh of course that guy um, walks through the room and the, everybody he, he's the 800 right. pound gorilla in the room right so it's you grab like people gravitate towards that and you take notice but at sure. the same time i see you guys on t- i see the tiktoks everyone does everyone sees the videos and there's still a looseness about this football team nobody tightened up it just feels like there's something extra that wasn't there before is that a good way to describe yep. it for sure, for okay. sure. So despite some blowout victories, you guys have just beat the brakes off some of these teams that you've gone up against. But it also feels like one of the more challenging starts to a season that we've seen from a Bills team in the last four or five years. All the injuries, just everything going on. And even some of the other stuff, like what's going through your head when you're standing there on that Miami sideline, cooking like you're on the surface of the sun, and you watch what's going on around you. And you watch the cramping and the injuries. And like we were talking to a a friend of ours who went to the game who said they were sitting right behind the bench, front row, and they could smell the vomit because guys were just puking because it was so hot and you're just so dehydrated. Like that's that's the intensity of the NFL that I think people don't normally get a front front row seat to. Yeah. um, So, so, so. What is the, what's the... Well, what's going through your head during that Miami game where you're watching this all going and you're cooking out there? Um, number one is freaking hot. <laughs> I was trying to sneak my way over to some of the fan, like the misting fans, mm-hmm. like in between when the, like if offense is on the field, I'll try to stand by the offensive Fans, if the defense is on the field, I'm trying to sit over on the defensive benches with their fans, just trying to cool off whenever I can. Um, but yeah, it was it was um, it was wild. But I don't, I'm not sure. It, it was, uh, I think, yeah. The, you know, like you said, the injuries, the injury bug, it kind of bit us, bit us in the butt pretty, excuse me, pretty early on. Um, which which was something new for us. It was it was a new obstacle for us to to kind of get over. Um, but I think that you know I was I was so proud of our guys for fighting till the very end. I mean I think you saw I, I think it came out like Tommy Doyle played you know the the last drive on a on a torn ACL right. So it's crazy. Like those guys were those guys were fighting. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, on a different day we might come out on top. Yeah. Um, it, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was really freaking hot that day. But um, you know, we almost had a chance to win it, and you know, next time we we probably will. So of course, we'll see. no, and you, you look at the split about, on that. Well, how about this? I had a, a couple people text me about that Miami game, and they said, "Hey, with all those injuries, was there ever a chance that Reed had to go in?" On the offensive line. <laughs> Zero. Zero? <laughs> Zero. All right. I don't know any offensive plays, so that's like strike number one, two, three right there. Well, here's a dynamic that I've, I've been never itching. sat in on an offensive meeting. 
<laughs> well, that's good. So. Well, I mean, it's not good because I'd love to see you the same way they made Dion. I kept calling him Red Zone Weapon, Dion Dawkins. I'd love to see Doc catch another touchdown pass. It would be fun to see you get one. Like, that would be nice. But it would here, be nice. here's something I've been itching to just pick your brain about. Because one of the big hurdles for the Bills, specifically early this year, has been navigating injuries. There's been a lot, more so than we've dealt with in the past. With those injuries come elevations of players to different roles and all kinds of shuffling of the depth chart. And one of the places affected by that most is the special teams unit. Because that, generally speaking, is where the backups play when they're not being called on to man a starting role. Has it been cool for you to watch guys like Reggie Gilliam and Jaquan Johnson and Hamlin, who have spent the last few years just being core special teams guys, getting their shot and not just playing a substantial role, but doing it pretty well? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I everybody knows that this could happen to any team, um, but until it does, you're kind of like, ah, you know, we'll never have. Eight guys go, you know, our our, yeah. our our injury report week four is never gonna look like a CVS receipt, right? Like you know, <laughs> you never think that that's gonna happen um, until it does and you and you realize you have to step up. But I think it's a testament to the guys we have on this team and the guys that um the you know Bean and McDermott have brought in here, they understand that you're eventually it's not if you get a shot, it's when you get your shot uh, because injuries happen. You know, people don't hang around for, you know, whatever the reason is, if, you know, guys get traded or they leave or they get hurt or whatever, you're going to end up playing during the season at some point. I mean, so, um, you know, a testament to them for, you know, building the roster like they did with those guys, but also bringing in guys on, on the P-Squad that understand they can be brought up at a moment's notice. And that's the other side of that. In order to allow for those opportunities and some of the other injuries that have taken place, like Kumro going out with the ankle, for sure, you're seeing on the special teams unit a whole slew of really fresh faces. Terrell Bernard, Quentin Morris, Balin Spector. Those kids are all getting significant snaps on the special teams unit now. Yep. So going from a special teams unit that was primarily a carryover from the previous season, a bunch of guys who we know our jobs, we know our responsibilities, to these young kids who are now all of a sudden seeing 60, 70% of the special team snaps, how much more teaching do you find yourself and the other special teams vets doing to try to keep them and keep this unit going? Um, That's a good question. I would say... Um, I would say there's probably an uptick in mm-hmm. the veteran presence in the meeting rooms and stuff like that, as far as the young guys asking questions and getting things figured out. But, um, I mean, those guys are, are doing a fantastic job. I mean, they're, they're really dialing in on what their job is and what they're there to do. And they're there to be a backup on defense or offense or wherever their position is and play three to four core special teams phases and be great and be great at those positions, but not also not only understand one position on each special teams phase, they got to know 
three or four because guys are so guys could can be so interchangeable um, on game day at at multiple positions on each phase of special teams. So uh, you know if you get a, if you get one guy who goes down on game day who's a core four core four core guy, um, you may have to shuffle around and one guy goes here and this guy goes, you know, your, your mm-hmm. one guy goes down, but you've got to shift four other positions just to kind of fill in your one guy to make who's his backup. But his, you know, his backup was the yep. starting another position. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, you got to move other people around. So it's, it's a, there's definitely strategy to it, which is more than we're going to get into, but um, no, th- those, those young guys have done a fantastic job. See, and that's what makes I think you you and the the other veterans on special teams kind of the glue guys that nobody gives a ton of credit to. That's why I love talking to you in this kind of a format. It gives me an opportunity to pick your brain, hear what you think about these things, but also point out Reed's one of these guys who he'll never pat himself in the back too hard. But I'm gonna do it for him. You're one of the guys who are kind of quietly keeping this <laughs> this thing together with a bunch of young kids that could we've seen it. Every Sunday for the past month and a half, where teams turn to their depth and it comes off the rails. <laughs> Everything fails. Mm. Things blow up in their faces. The Buffalo Bills continue to thrive. Why? Because they have leadership like what you guys are bringing to the table. That's what I love about your inclusion on this roster. Now, enough about the past. Real quick, before we let you go, looking ahead. Your first Sunday night football home game with fans in the stands. You know, there's that 2020 I, game against the Steelers. I didn't know count. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. That's what's crazy. No. You didn't know that this is going to be the when, first when time. When did we um we oh. had Sunday night against Pittsburgh, I guess. That was 2020. Yep. Yep. Was that the last one? Yep. yep. No, and then before that was 07 where we lost to the Patriots, I think 56 to Nothing or fifty six to ten. I've, I've heard of. I've heard about that game. Yeah, I um, didn't. Luckily for me, but I before twenty twenty, that was it. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. That was our only time on Sunday Night Football. Surprising. And also, so you know, for the uh, stat of the week that'll be thrown around on social media. I don't know if you know this. Green Bay, they've never won here ever. Interesting. Yeah. So not no pressure, but. Uh, <laughs> No, pr- no pressure for for Sunday. They only play here once every eight years, right? Yeah. How yeah. about you? Ready for this? The last time that they were here, and we beat them, we didn't have an offensive touchdown. I uh, <laughs> I was there for that game. I actually watched the highlights of that game because uh, I was interested. I saw something. Somebody posted something about Mario Williams in that game. He had strip a sack, sack. Like the game ceiling sack. sack. Strip, strip sack in the um, end zone. For a safety. Right in front of yeah. me as I'm a season ticket holder sitting in my end zone. And I grabbed up my buddies and I go, guys, this is why we're season ticket holders. This moment right here. And then the team proceeded to not give us another one was for it, three years. <laughs> was it? Uh, it was week 15. I remember watching the highlights. Was It didn't look very cold. No, it was cold. It was, it was, there wasn't a lot of snow I on the saw ground. a lot of was, guys with like short sleeves on. Because we're lunatics here, Reed. Haven't no, you no, 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 Players. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, no, no. The, the, it was cold that day. I know because I had my Bill's thick thermal hat on. If someone could go back in the, hey, guys, call in if you know what the weather was that day. Reed, before we get you out of here, I want to ask a couple questions. First of all, no problem. 
Is Big Kev coming in for the festivities? Dude, there's a whole thing. Yes, yes. There's a whole thing. There's a whole thing. Chris might have. Chris, did you see it? I go. Well, I got I got a text from your dad about. Oh, you, oh, you got uh, you listened to Blake on the podcast. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but your dad also texted me asking if I knew of any car services. Mm. That's not Uber because you guys, Kevin Tracy, are rolling in big for this because Miami is in Detroit at one o'clock. Yes. Oh, they're making they're they're making they will be attending both football games on Sunday. No kidding. Yeah. Yes. And it's wow. they're not going to they're not going to be like uh That's parenting right there. Yeah. They're not gonna, they're not going to be like uh Travis and Jason Kelsey's mom who was late to the Sunday night game last no. year. Kevin Trace are going to be on to time. To our knowledge, nobody has ever made two games, two full games. Man, in one in one day. So he's trying to make history yes. here. Big yes. Kev trying to make history. Big Big Kev and uh, old Tracy. Yep, and all that is all that's going to be documented and put on the podcast yep. account. Brett Brett is uh, Brett's going to be with them. I'm trying to get somebody. I think I'm going to hook up Brett with uh, Jack, who does our social for after the snap, um, and see if he can if they can pump stuff out throughout the day because out will like and i will obviously be busy but um, <laughs> oh really no brett, no brett doesn't not. use twitter and i don't want my dad tweeting <laughs> from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> your dad on twitter like i love your dad on twitter i'd actually pay to he's see that so funny i'd pay I mean, to he see is, kev running me after the yes. snap account it's all t- right now it's all tennessee football Oh, I there was he I can't get he cannot get enough. I saw the of course vi- I saw the hotel. They beat Alabama. I saw they, the they hotel the video. They beat LSU. They beat yeah. LSU. It's, it's go time, baby. I've never sat. I've never sat in a room with my dad since I started college at LSU and watched a football game where he was rooting against LSU. It's never happened. <laughs> he's like, happened. he's like, listen, you you're wearing a different jersey now. It's fine. Yeah. Now I can hate Until, your team. Until they were in town for the Pittsburgh game a few weeks ago, and we sat on the couch, and I had to watch LSU just get pounded <laughs> by Tennessee. And your dad was so happy about no, it. He was just sitting on the couch, just <laughs> smirking. And I was like, "You." I think Blake. I, I think Blake had put out a video of Big Kev in the hotel <laughs> for the Alabama for, yes. for the Alabama game, yep. Kansas City. I remember. Yeah, I, remember I was I, watching part of the game with them uh, in their hotel room, and I could just he was. On cloud 10, if that's a thing. I texted him afterwards and was like, congratulations. You guys deserve this. It's good for you. been waiting so long. Good for for you. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, right? It could. If it had to happen to me, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. He used to uh, sell uh, programs in Neal Stadium. No kidding. Oh, so that's got to be big for him. Well, then you know what? Good good for him. circle. Good for him. Yep. Before we let you get out of here, the NFL is a week-to-week league. I'm not going to ask you questions about down the road because that's pointless. What do you I think is join di- again? <laughs> what do you think is different about this team right now that will allow you guys to continue staying on top of the AFC? You've earned it. You've gotten here. What do you think it is about this team and the makeup of it and the lessons you've learned over the course of the last four or five years that are going to allow you guys to stay on top? Um, two things come to mind. I think one, the 
resiliency that we have showed shown uh, thus far to get to where we're at five and one um, after the bye week uh, with all the injuries that we've had. And then I think uh, you you look at the way that we've won the games. We've shown we can win by multiple scores. We've shown we can win close games, you know, where we're not, where we're leading, and it's a one-score game or whatever. And we've shown we can come back like we did in Baltimore, So it, 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 where the weather's bad because, you know, historically speaking, um, I, 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 I have no idea if this is true, but, some you know, the weather sometimes gives us more issues than we would like to like it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think point, I think realizing that we can win anywhere, any, you know, anywhere, anytime. Um, that's, you know, we've come back, we've won close ones. We've won, you know, a couple score. We have won by a couple scores, whatever it is. Um, we've shown we can, we can kind of navigate a path, with each opponent. So, uh, and then obviously the addition of Von Miller, I think has, has made the defense. They were number one last year, but you know, all of those definitely made them better. All of those additions. It just feels like that defensive line is just feasting right now, but yeah, yeah. My favorite Von, Tim settled Daquan Jones. I mean, those guys have been fantastic. They're awesome. Awesome to be around. (laughs) What I love, Chris, what I love is that whether it's Josh Allen touching the ball last or whether it's Reed Ferguson before it goes through the uprights, like he's putting it back there to Sam. But this Bills team has found a way to win. And again, I, I just you this feels different. It really does. And to your point, land, air, sea, inclement weather or not. Hottest balls, it doesn't matter. You guys are going to be right there in the thick of things. This might be the most complete Bills unit we've seen under Sean McDermott. I'm excited to see what you guys do with it. Why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you on social, where they can follow the podcast, and what you have coming up. And where they can challenge you in FIFA. (laughs) I was wondering if you were going to bring that up again. Uh, I actually had somebody uh, send me a message on Xbox um, uh, recently. Uh, Instagram... Uh, Reed Ferguson, Twitter, SnapFlow69. I'm more active on Twitter um, if you are looking to reach out. Um, podcast, After the Snap Pod uh, on social, After the Snap Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, what else did you ask for? X- whatever you, whatever Xbox you feel like handle. plugging, brother. Xbox <laughs> handle, I think, is SnapFlow50. That's my college number. Um, and uh, FIFA 23 came out a few weeks ago, and I'm I'm on it. I'm your, knee deep in the game. Your college number is definitely 50 because that's the picture of like that's your avatar on my phone. That awful picture somebody oh, got of you sneezing while you're walking, and I was like, who in the media got this picture and said I'm gonna put this? And you in the said, news? and you saved it on your phone. <laughs> that's your picture in my phone because I love you, brother. Yeah, because <laughs> I love you, brother. Yep. <laughs> What a guy. Reed, we love you. I love the fact that we can get together and do these things. But we got to get the hell out of here. So I have I have one question. Yeah. 
um, do you have, I know your, your camera here is, is fixed. Um, do you have the beer board? Yes. Yes. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely still a yeah. thing. Yeah. What do you want to know? His, uh, <laughs> well, first off, I want to know how many cans Drew has on his desk right now. Cause uh, I can't three, count. Three, six, ten, I'm nine, guess, like 10, 10, 11, 12. This is the, well, I have 13 here in my hand and there's still okay. kind of a half of one over there. Okay. And the, um, the mo- secondly, <laughs> yeah. what's what what was the highest and lowest guess for the season? Uh, Iman Azizi with the lowest at one fifty five. I've already personally blown the doors off that. Yeah. Oh, one fifty five. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> and There's then no way. Uh, Thomas Bronmir, a listener from Sweden, has four hundred as a guess. That is quite lofty well thomas well when you guys get um, us to the super bowl is this is this it's combined or combined it's combined combined beers and it's for as many weeks as we're doing podcasts that are about the regular season so not if but regular season well regular season and playoffs it's okay and playoffs so when you guys inevitably make the super bowl i will be on my 400th beer 400th beer (laughs) if you are We'll, re- we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. yeah. When we get closer, I'm sure we'll get together and do cross this again. We can come so up what, with So what's the number right now? Oh, I don't even know. Drew, Drew's highest. 10, 20, 30, Drew's 40, highest 50, is 60, 70. Se- 17. So highest and, is 17. I've done double digits every week. Yeah, it's we're up there. No, what's what's your total number? Chris doesn't know. He can't do I, math that I can't, fast. I can't do math that fast. Okay. We're definitely over 100 guys. Li- live math on the air is yeah. a dangerous game. Yeah, just ask Clay Travis. Oh! <laughs> guys, go check out After the Snap podcast. They recently had Clay Travis on, which... Will re- Lutz was the latest guest. Will Lutz last week. Was Clay Travis was like a bucket great. list thing for you? Like That had to be pretty cool, right? It's a bucket list for me. <laughs> Guys, this is awesome. I love that we get together get together with Reed and do these things, but for tonight we gotta get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear, that's Chris Kruger, that's Reed Ferguson, and this has been your Rock Pile Report. <laughs>